Aloha no kaho. This is Hawaiian at Home, a podcast dedicated to encouraging Hawaiian language learners and speakers to keep on their journey. We are a family of five, and we made it a goal before we had kids to make Hawaiian the language of our home. And so it's been seven years we've been able to do that, but it has not been easy, and it continues to not be easy. And there's just lots of things that we've experienced to learn along the way. So those are the stories we'd like to share with you. Thank you for listening, and here is the episode. Aloha no kaho. My name is Emily. I'm here with my husband, Malu. Aloha, mate. And we're here for another episode of Hawaiian at Home. Uh, before we start, we just wanted to give our aloha and um, raise awareness, although I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably already know about the, the fires that have been going on in Maui. We want to send our love, and we have been... We have a coloring page. I have a coloring page donation uh, product on my website, so go check that out. It's $3 for three coloring pages, and all of the proceeds, all the profits go directly to Maui. Uh, and we have more things in the works, but we just want to send our love. And if you have resources or time or knowledge in, in some area, certain, certain skill, and you think you can donate that to Maui, I'm sure they would really appreciate that. Hawaii as a whole would really appreciate that. Um, okay, so last week, Omalusari, did you want to add anything to that? I know mine was kind of long already. No, I think that's good enough. I mean, we just, there's a lot of stuff we're working on, and it's obviously something that, I mean, nothing like that, that, that scale has happened here, so yeah, it's pretty no. major. It's, it's extremely major, extremely tragic, and I think, I, I honestly just think people need to keep talking about it and spreading awareness about it. Obviously, people here know, and I think our Hawaii community has, like, really come together, which mm-hmm. is amazing and inspiring to see. But I really feel like everywhere else is lacking. Like, I don't think the world is, like, today, sorry, let me finish that sentence. I don't think the world is as uh, concerned and... Even government seems kind of slow in what they're doing, and I'm sure they're they're doing their job. But I just I really feel like the people who care the most are. Well, it's gonna be all the, the locals. The it's gonna be all the Hawaiians and the locals that have been here for generations. Yeah. They're gonna be far more invested, obviously. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's so how it goes. <laughs> I mean, that's the harsh truth about it. like. Well, the, I guess it just frustrates me because Hawaii is such an iconic like place worldwide it's in so many movies and people have taken advantage of it and its culture for so long it's like they claimed they loved hawaii when they were selling something with a plumeria on it but now now hawaii needs their help it's like and now where are they where are these people who come and visit here every year i think it's and come and invest in moments like this i think really you know people's true colors come out where it's like, oh, you're just you're just using Hawaii, and now you're done with it. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. yeah, they I just, just you don't you don't care that. when you when you're using and abusing something or someone. You don't do that because you care about them. You you're doing it for your own benefit, and then when that when that person needs your help, you're like, oh, nah, because you didn't really care in the first place. So I think it's really telling for a lot of people. Oh, that's a pretty harsh truth. <clears throat> that's true. I, I mean, that's, that's what we're seeing, know. though. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Maybe they don't. I mean, they know, and then maybe they don't care. 
Yeah, I mean the whole there, there was that viral video about the the snorkeling like tourist the yeah. company. Yeah, they don't care. They care about the money that they're making. So that's why they went out like the day after. Well, they said the profits were gonna go to uh, donation. Uh, yeah, that is, even they could have went anywhere else to snorkel. It's just really strange to. Yeah. So that's what uh, that's that's one reason why um, you people are really skeptical to take that. To heart of like, yeah, we're well, we're we're charging people to you know swim right here in Lahaina, but it's all gonna go to Lahaina. It's like this is uh, it's a almost like a large grave site, and this is where you want to swim. This is where you want to bring people and to have a good time. You could you could have went anywhere else, but you chose right there in front. You know, I, I don't know. That's my opinion on it. You know, since since we've just opened the can of worms, I also <laughs> I've been following uh, news stations, not on we don't have necessarily cable, but like on my apps and stuff, and I saw one that re- a reporter talking about Maui, and they brought up that snorkeling incident, mm-hmm. and they talked about how it, it was super strange to me. They brought it up, but they almost shared it from the owner's perspective of the snorkeling company because immediately they're like, oh, locals were upset at this thing, but the company apologized and they said that they were and like shared their half to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the heck? Like, this, that's the story they yeah. covered? And that was the story. I'm like, there's probably thousands of stories to cover, but they wanted to like cover and almost seem like save face for this snorkeling company. I, yeah. Well, the government I don't think is the media always has been covering it like they should at all. Well, the media is being controlled by the government and and what you call it, the government's always put tourism at the forefront. It always has. So, I mean, that's what drives in the money that they get, right? I mean, so it makes sense that they would take that side. But it's the same thing. Well, on like a, a different, um, same thing, but different department I guess is like the police department like my friend saying that well, there is some terrible crime going on in Hawaii it's never on the news because it affects tourism if you have the most terrible crimes being put out which people should know about well that deters tourists from coming because it's not this safe little haven of paradise that yeah. people that oh tourists gosh. hope and think it is and he's like if we put out everything I think it would have a huge effect on tourism so even from their perspective as well, it's like terrorism is everything for these for the money grabbers. So doesn't surprise me that media is gonna spin it that way. Depressing. Pretty sad. Really sad. But I mean, well, yeah, <clears throat> it's good to know the truth, but we you gotta keep going forward and just sit and complain about it. We try to find ways to, you know. Yeah. And solutions, that was, that was the word I was thinking of. And I, you know, I think about, I know in the way the world is now, propaganda, what you listen to is like what you see, search is what you'll find. I, I get that. And I, and I know the things I'm seeing are probably have that lens of um, people who think and feel similarly to I do, to me. Mm-hmm. To me. Uh, but I just think during a time like this, like you should be looking to community leaders, people from here, Kanaka from here, locals mm-hmm. who from mm-hmm. here. The other day, someone sent me uh, 
a real, or it was a TikTok from uh, a holiday woman who, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, holiday meaning not from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was talking, I didn't even watch the whole thing. I, I couldn't, but she was like talking about the Molly fires and it was kind of a weird, like, we're trying to do this. It's not working. And I was just like, not the pers- not the person, not the perspective I want to hear from. I don't know what I'm trying to say right now, but it was. I just- don't either. <laughs> I think anybody listening is gonna be confused. <laughs> you're like you're saying things without saying anything. <laughs> Basically, it was, it was like. It, it seemed to me like she was trying to get some attention during this oh, time. Oh, well, there's choke people that okay, are doing that. that make yeah. sense? Like, yeah. like, she was trying to get some attention yeah. during this time. And it wasn't like she was doing something very, you know, amazing to be sharing about it. There's choke or, people doing that Like, right she was now. trying to put herself in a role of, like, information. And, hey, guys, just so you know, this is happening. But it was like, who? I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. To put I've to seen, get the spotlight. It's not just holiday though. I've seen some kanaka that do that yeah. too. And you're like, bro, just if you're gonna go help, go help. So you don't have to, you know, show everybody what you're doing. But I like, do think. But I do think it's, it's good to bring. To there's like, there's a yeah. Awareness. Well, there's awareness, and then there's okay. Now, now you've crossed the line. Now you're just, now you're just showing everybody. Look, I actually flew over to Maui, and look at what I do. Look at me do this. Yeah. I think it always comes back like, to intention. Intent Check is everything, intention. yeah. Okay. We're doing stuff. People don't know everything. Yeah. They don't need to know. That's not, what it's, that's not what it's for. Yeah. But sharing sharing things, especially with good intentions, is good for helping inspire other people to do the same. Because I will, I will say, like, for me, some of the things that we've done was inspired by, like, mm-hmm. seeing other people and yeah. seeing the community no, rally yeah, together. No, yeah, there has to be... Yeah, it has to be out in, in the public eye. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So unfortunately, like if <laughs> there's it, a balance, I think balance, you gotta find. Sure. Yeah, it's unfortunate you have to show for some extent because if you don't show, then people just don't know and people can't like, you know. Oh, well, there's like a thin line between like between bringing out bringing awareness and then exploiting. Yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah. And I think that there's a yeah you're seeing that right now. That always happens though. And, in times like these, gosh, I this this is opening up a new can of worms. But when you said there's a thin line between exploiting, it just and, made me think of like Hawaii in general. Yeah, like the culture, the, the all of this yeah. stuff has just been crossed that line so many times. And here's just another example. I think I think it's always just that intent of why why are you bringing out this out into the public eye. Is it to bring awareness and to let people know and yeah. so that we can get help for these people? Or is it is that what you're going to say, but you really want more attention and people to... Yeah. You want more followers if you're on social media and stuff like that. And yeah. you want to be the guy that people look to. That's a different thing. But it's hard to... Just, to you have to consume a lot of people's content to really... See what yeah. what's going on well, and what they're looking for. A major crisis at hand. <laughs> no one has time to consume all the content, uh, especially the ones that are trying to do it for the wrong reasons. But I do want to bring it back on a on a on a slighter, happier note. Like it has been really amazing to see the community yeah. together. Oh, and yeah. I almost wonder. I was just thinking about this. I was like, maybe is that maybe why the world's not 
as concerned anymore is because maybe they look over and they're seeing they're seeing like the community come together and maybe maybe they're just feeling so inspired by it and not necessarily like realize the gravity of the situation but i really hope and we'll continue to push content about it but i really hope that this doesn't go away anytime soon it's what people continue to share about talk about and donate to contribute to it's just mm-hmm. it's gonna be a long road they're, they're not even done counting all the people and finding all the people yeah. who are we're still going through the debris so yeah. keep them in your prayers and your thoughts and your conversations you know keep keep our thoughts on molly at this time wow we could keep going for, on that yeah, for probably. sure. Uh, we, we do want to uh, talk about what we had planned for this week. And, you know, I, I, at this time, it's a, this is a good time to reconnect with Hawaiian language and culture and the community especially. Um, this is a time to think about our ancestors who were here before us and how they got through a really hard times. So uh, with Hawaiian language, with this week, if you remember from our last episode, Malu challenged me. Malu, do you want to reiterate the challenge? I think it was just to listen to a native speaker, a woman, and then mimic and try to sound like her. <laughs> that <laughs> and that was, was it. Challenge. That was a challenge. So I, I did it. Very good. Probably because we're doing this podcast. <laughs> and I well, knew I had to, to everyone. Yeah, accountability. Account- accountability is a thing. And so I'm going to play that recording for you, Malu. And Malu is going to help. So so I, just so everyone is setting the stage, but I'm going to play the recording. And we're going to hear what Malu has to say for, coming from his area of expertise being, in case you don't know who he is, would you like to share your expertise? I'm an educator of the Hawaiian language. But my, I guess what I like specialize in is like I study native speakers a lot more than most people. I listen, I've listened to the recordings for, I mean, years. who knows, yeah, for years, I don't know how many hours. Um, I'd make a lot of, a, a, I analyze it, I write, I make notes, I do research on it. I you write textbooks. I do all kinds of stuff, but yeah. So Hawaiian language, yeah, my field, but I focus and emphasize native speakers. Mm-hmm. So Mala's been challenging That doesn't mean native years. Hawaiian speakers, by the way. I just had to explain this to somebody recently. A native speaker of Hawaiian does not mean just a native Hawaiian. Who speaks Hawaiian. Yeah. The distinct, the difference is that native speakers, are, I wanted Emily to listen to a native speaker. These are people, a traditional native speaker, let me say that, would be probably, if you're Hawaiian, you're maybe a grandma, great-grandma, or somebody um, a few generations back had acquired the language from their parents or grandparents and they had acquired their language from their parents or grandparents and generations all the way to the beginning of time, you know. Um, well, for most Hawaiians, there was a break, right? There was like somebody in the family who was a first language speaker of Hawaiian, and then they didn't give it to their kids. Therefore, anybody listening to, it, to this right now, you most likely did not receive the language in a traditional way. So... You pick up the language maybe now, but you're not a native speaker. You're a second language speaker. So my emphasis is not on second language speakers, although I study that and make sure that I know the differences. But we want to face towards native speakers of Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. 
that's the authentic Hawaiian that we want to look to and, and perpetuate. Mm-hmm. We don't want to um, make some offshoot, which kind of already exists, of like school Hawaiian. We want to learn as much as we can from these kupuna that have passed and perpetuate that. So yeah. it's very difficult. And the reason why is even if you learn how to speak Hawaiian, you probably sound like you speak English or you have an English accent. Could you, you give us an example? Right now? Did you give a oh, sentence gosh. for me? Think of, think of when you correct the children saying. I can't remember. But. Yeah. Well, there's like an English. That's hard to explain. The, or if I, right now, I'm, I've jumped in, in and out of a like pigeon accent and then a in, standard English. So this is my standard English accent that you're listening to. And there's a particular intonation that comes with it. But it should not sound like that when you speak Hawaiian. It has a completely different one. Should I do that? Sure. Well, I think so. <sighs> okay. Let's hear your Maybe I can say, Okay, so you'll hear a few things there if you do the comparison. One is the pace or the the rhythm is different and then where my voice is going up or or going down mm-hmm. those are two major things you have to listen for can you do it with an english accent just can you oh okay so maybe you can't remember the sentence but okay okay the other one back to back oh uh, okay, so <laughs> it should be different. If you think it sounds the same, you better go clean out your ears and go to the doctor or something. <laughs> There's a huge difference. So the, yeah, the way that I speak Hawaiian should not sound how I speak English, my standard English accent. Yeah, that's what we're getting at. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, so Molly's been telling me for years to work on my sound. Because a few years ago, I could converse in Hawaiian, but I haven't worked on the sound. Yeah, you got to the point where you're like fluent, but the sound, the sound is you never get on. So, so working on it. So, okay, that's what I was working on. I listened to a recording uh, from, it's on YouTube. You guys can find it. it. There's a link to it on Mala's website, and I'll put it in the show notes. And it's a recording of uh, Anakelo Lena Nichols. Is it no Nichols? I thought it was Nicholas. Oh, it was Nicholas? I don't know why I thought it was Nicholas. But I can't remember Lena. now, you're confusing me. <laughs> Nicholas? It might be Nicholas. Oh, okay, anyways. Tutulolena, um, who was one of the first, I think she was the first uh, native speaker to work at Punanaleo when they oh, started. Oh, I'm not sure. She was started. one of the early ones, for sure. One of the for sure. speakers that they had, they brought her in. So this is actually a, a video about her life and her work with, with specifically uh-huh. Punanaleo. Uh, I listened to her and I tried to follow her voice. So I'm going to play it for you now and then we'll hear Mola's feedback on it. Oh, I'm so nervous. Okay, you got it, Mala? I got okay, it. You ready? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, before you go, which I'm really mm-hmm. nervous about, but I just got to say, 
it's crazy to me what you think is coming out of your mouth and then when you record it what is actually coming out of your Mm -hmm. mouth and honestly you everyone listening can probably relate because if you've ever heard yourself on a video or the answering machine and now we hear ourselves in videos all the time because videos are so prevalent but do you remember back in the day where you'd like hear your voice on an answering machine and you'd be like is that what i sound like well i mean just for the first time i think everybody can remember the first time they heard themselves on a video or a recording you're like whoa whoa, i sound weird i I don't know i sound like that yeah so what I, th- I, when I recorded this, I was like, oh, I got it. I, I sound just like her. <laughs> okay, and now we're going to hear, mm-hmm. or maybe we hear what I think. I, I just have to say, the thing I notice the most is when I do it, it's super monotone. Like, when she does it, it's really, like, flavorful. Yeah, right. And I thought I was adding that in, but it's so, mm-hmm. it's super monotone for sure. That's the biggest one I noticed if I was going to critique myself. Now, Molly, let's take it, let's hear your thoughts. Okay, well, just for everybody's benefit. Just to be clear, no, you don't sound like her at all. <laughs> Not even close. It sound you sounded like you always sound. That there wasn't really any change that I heard. Oh, wow. To be honest, it sounds. The other thing is, it sounds like you're reading. I was reading. And typically, when people read, it gets monotone. You jump. You like slip into a monotone. Um, yeah, That's most people. Most people. Before. Yeah, unless you had an amazing mother or someone who was reading you books and had all these different voices and was very entertaining. Most people when they read it's pretty boring. Well, so it sounded like that. Hawaiian, it, I guess it's like that. I can read very interestingly. In I've heard you read both. I'm not saying that it's yeah. Okay, it, continue. The, not side. Okay. Um I don't know what else to comment on. Yeah, it sounded like you're reading. Sounded like I was reading. Um it seemed like you were so focused on the words did you write these down and read them? Or? No, well, I listened to her first, and then I wrote down what she was oh, saying. Oh, okay. So well, that that's an issue. I didn't... Follow. Okay, well, that's an issue there. Because if you write it down, see, then you focus on the words and the reading portion, and then you've lost the spirit of what you're trying to ca- capture. Yeah, what, you, but, the, what you want to capture is how she sounds. You're not trying to capture um, necessarily just the words themselves. Okay, but I, I have to point this out, because we've talked about this. You can't really work on the sound until you have the words and the structures necessarily, because otherwise you're still tripping up. Maybe on what next you're time say. don't do one that's so, don't do it for so long. Okay. Maybe just do like a sentence. Yeah. Um, I don't know what other feedback I can give you. Oh, but probably the other one is where your words, where the, where they're being produced. So if she's was she using K? Yeah. There weren't any T's. I would not have attempted it if it's Okay. T's. Well, the K... Okay, there's a very big difference difference between, like, a second language speaker and a native speaker when they produce a K. Like, second language speakers produce a K, like, an English K, like, you sound like, right now, K, K, K. Like, mm-hmm. okay, can I come? Um, stuff like that. But Those are both C's. <laughs> it's K sound I'm getting at. You know what I mean? It's a K sound. I'm talking about Hawaiian, that's why. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You see, you've missed the whole point here. It's the sound I'm talking about. Okay. Um, now I've lost myself. English speakers produce a certain kind of K. When you listen to these native speakers, you'll hear them say like, and it's deeper oh. in the throat. Yeah, see, yeah. nobody catches that. They just think, oh, it's a K, so. Yeah, but you'll hear them. It's a it's a little deeper. 
How do you even make that sound? You figure them out. <laughs> no, teach us how to make that sound. I don't know. It's uh, almost like you know what you're working up some phlegm. Cow. <laughs> it's like back there. Cow instead of cow. Cow. It's a, that's Kau. towards the front of the mouth. Now you're bringing it towards the front. Kau. You want to push Kau. it to the back. I don't know how to explain how how you're gonna do that. Closer? That's the only explanation I can think of. Why is, am I getting closer? Kau. Try to do something like Kau. like nui ke kalo mane. Nui ke kalo mane. Yeah, that's a little better. That's a little better. Yeah. Oh, weird. Be, and the reason why we're doing Kau. this, when you read for a second, when people Kau. are learning Hawaiian, when they see the K on a piece of paper, they they associate it with what they already know, which is a K in English. So. Nui ke kalo ma'ane'i. Well, when you hear a lot of these speakers, Nui ke kalo ma'ane'i. It's not even a hard K a lot of the times. So, Nui ke kalo versus Nui ke kalo. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear it. But I'm also watching your mouth, and your mouth is making a different shape for the different Ks. Okay, well, see, that's a whole nother thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just feel like this is so hard. You have to move your mouth in Hawaiian. I don't know if people know that. Well, when you're, you're doing K, you were doing like K, K, and the other K, you were like almost lifting it up, like K, K. Okay, very nice. Well, nobody can see this. <laughs> <laughs> but what? But the only what I can say about that is in English, you can get by with like a closed mouth. You can say a lot mm -hmm. of things with your mouth basically closed. In Hawaiian, you're gonna have to exercise that mouth. All the muscles. It takes more energy to get out Hawaiian. Yeah, different muscles, different um, shapes and things that you have to make. I remember you telling me that years ago when you were working with Kung Wei Po Wang. Yep. And you, yep. I don't remember. What you, I just remember you pointed it My, out. You're like, uh, watch Yipo how Wang, she speaks. Who her, is her Lorena's is, cousin. Her, her mouth was... I just noticed her, she had a really... It seemed to me that she had a really funny... Her mouth would make really funny shapes and things. And then... Uh, as I, f I analyzed it further, I just noticed that, oh, actually, every native speaker that I've ever met has that. They, their mouth, it looks very foreign to an English speaker. When you watch them speak Hawaiian, you're like, well, this her mouth is kind of funny. Nobody probably analyzes it like I do. <laughs> That's how I figured it out. I, I mean, just like, oh, it's different. interesting. The way that she's produced, the way to produce a word properly in Hawaiian, you have to make different shapes and... Oh, move man. move movements you can't you cannot do what you've been doing in english it has to change and this is why this is another reason why it's very difficult for people to develop kind of like native speech yes because you're not you're, you don't notice that your mouth has to change you didn't listen to yourself when you, you didn't listen to yourself you don't know what it sounds like you're associating a for example a k with an english k and it's not um okay. i guess to close on that one all the vowels, that's the main thing. Vowels are king. When you make it ah, you have to open up your freaking mouth. Ah, ah, ah eh, eh, open your mouth. E, e. can close a little bit. O, o. I want to see the round lips. O, o. <laughs> <laughs> and then ooh, same thing. Ooh. Yeah, your lips, make those chocho lips work. <laughs> if you can't do that, then you're going to sound funny. Uh. Open your mouth. <laughs> Don't be lazy with it. Yeah. 
Wow. R-A-E-O-U. Okay. Especially O and U because... Okay, homework for... People get embarrassed if they have to make that up like that. But too bad. That's how you got to do it. So what would you say my homework is for this week? Maybe do shorter. Don't do such a long, drawn out one. Should we do the same thing or different recording, different person? Same recording, same person? No, Lorena's great. She's great. Um, for so many reasons. One thing I'll say, though, is you don't have to... Well, you can try to do an uh, impression. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, but I don't, I don't necessarily recommend that. I can do an impression for some of the people I listen to, but that's because we grew up doing stuff like that. Because um, you, the quality of your voice is not gonna is not identical to hers. Yeah. She, I think, has a slightly lower voice, anyways. But there are things that you can change to make it sound closer okay. to that. So you don't want to do an impersonation. You just want to. Like a, do an assimilation. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so. I'll work on that. And if you're feeling discouraged, which you just might be, uh, gosh. Don't expect to get it in the first try. I mean, we just did this first. This is the first one. Yeah. You're probably not going to get it the second time. I don't know. You'd have to I alter a lot. There's but a lot of parts to this. You know? Yeah, and this is why nobody gets around to it. <laughs> Because they so, think, oh, I can speak Hawaiian. I know Hawaiian words, but then that's they, good enough, but, but then the sound is not just the one aspect. Well, then let me ask you this question: Why is the sound so important? Because maybe there are people listening. They're like, I can speak, and that's good enough. I don't have to go as far as to develop the sound. Why is it so important? Yeah. Why? Why push for that when so many aren't even at speaking level? Why push for? Well, it's for people at all levels. For people that are just beginning, they should have it in the back of their mind. People that can already speak, they should be focusing on developing the sound. Why? I think I can say that people would say, you know, lava. Well, people are lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is, a language is not just sentence structures and words. A language has a unique sound. And you cannot call your Hawaiian Hawaiian until you develop it. Sorry. Bold statement. Well, all the guys that I know, and there's only a handful that have developed that. They're second language speakers. Um, They have like a high volume of engagement and interaction with native speakers currently and and have for their whole life. These guys sound like they grew up they're born and raised in a family of native speakers, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, that the sound for me carries this, the real spirit of the language. It's what you hear. You know what I mean. It's what makes it so distinguishable from other languages. So if you're just speaking Hawaiian through an English accent, it's just. I mean, it's you're really kind of <laughs> speaking Hawaiian through English. To the English um, cadence and the and the English sound, but we're not here to learn English. We already know it. You're here to learn Hawaiian, and with it comes the the Hawaiian sound. That goes for every language. Even English has a sound, and then particular regions like British English is different. But even in Britain, they have several, I mean, they have many different uh, yeah. sounds that are very distinct for them. Yeah. 
guess America, same, same thing. Hawaii, pigeon. distinguishing of who you are and where you're from. You know, yeah. you hear someone with a British accent. American it's part accent. of the language. I mean, just going back to the importance of it, it is part of the language itself. So, if you think Hawaiian language is important, then you have to think that the sound is too. You can't just cut it out because it's too hard or you're too lazy or whatever excuse people have. It's <laughs> part of it. You can't just cut it out because you don't like or it's too hard or I don't sound like that or it's you're uncomfortable that you, and you feel less than because you can't do it. I think those are all reasons to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're a little lazy, so. push yourself. If, you, if you're embarrassed with it, yeah. overcome that barrier. Turn your weaknesses into reasons to move forward and improve. Use it as fuel. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on that this week. I feel like my head's spinning. Um, mahalo, mahalo for. We <laughs> just need to breathe a little bit more. <laughs> mahalo for helping me, and thank you all for listening for, to this week. Don't forget to check out our coloring page for Maui, share and support, and keep praying for, keep thinking of mm. our, our family, our Ohana Mama. Um, mahalo ni aloha. Aloha. Mahalo ikauholohe ana iki ialola ho. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope that you found it helpful and encouraging. And if you did, then we would love to hear from you. Please leave us a review, send us a message on Instagram, or share this episode with a friend. Mahalo nui. Aloha.